Wow, I am so speechless right now. Just minutes ago, I wrapped up this incredible interview with this beautiful soul named Marley. Marley and I connected so quickly. We dove in real deep, real fast. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen in on this episode as we talk about our relationship with food and our relationship with ourselves and how those two relationships have really made an impact on the lives that we're living today. If you feel like you struggle with your relationship with food, this episode is for you. So thanks so much for tuning in to the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. I am your host, Melissa Impet, and today I have the honor of bringing on Marley. I'm super excited for you guys to listen in on our conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I am uh, currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been here about five years. I moved here for a job. And I love it. It's just, um, it's the I've heard amazing things about Charlotte. It's so fun. And I live in the city. Like, I Mm. am across the street from our Panthers football stadium. So, like, I am in everything. Yeah, it's, um, it's a really good time. And it's such a growing city. Like, everyone is just, like, flocking here. And it's Mm. all, like, 20 and 30-year-olds. So, there's always things to do. It's So, where are you from originally? Texas. Oh, no way. That's hey, awesome. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I went to college in Tennessee, but I grew up in Texas and my, um, a lot of my extended family is still there. Nice. So we go back there pretty often. I would, I would not move back there because yeah. it's like <laughs> the total opposite of Boston. Texas mm-hmm. is hot and humid all the time. All the time. I just took a trip to time. Houston and I was like, wow. <laughs> They don't, yeah. they're not joking about this heat over here. Yeah. Like don't even take a shower because you go out and you just feel soaked already. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But um, yeah, so diving into my, my fitness and nutrition journey. Um, mm. So growing up, um, I think, you know, what you grow up around has a lot to do with like your, your mind and how you, you kind of approach your mm. relationship with yourself. That's for so, sure. Um, I grew up in like a healthy food household, but it was almost like to the extreme. So like uh, my mom was always obsessed with like working out and like looking good and, and like eating good and all of that. And she was always doing like the next bad diet. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I grew up in a let's diet household. Okay. Um, Very interesting. So my, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, it was good and bad, right? It served yeah. me in that. Like, yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm sure you did a lot of great learning, but at the same time, it must have set you up for an interesting relationship with food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a, a bad relationship with food. Mm. And, and just in that, you know, I didn't ever crave the junk food or anything like that, mm. but I, I was almost afraid to eat. Like yeah. I berated myself for even being hungry yeah. because I thought that, oh, you know, I should be eating this, this, and this, or at this time, this time, and this time. And I would literally, I have a memory of skipping lunch all the time Mm. and feeling like feeling bad for feeling hungry at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then you're like so angry at yourself and like all these emotions. Wow. Yeah. Which then led to binging when no one's around. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, like I, even when I was like really thin and fit and, and doing really like well, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I still had these, these feelings of being uncomfortable in my own skin. And, and if I didn't get to the gym, I was berating myself the rest of the day. If wow. I had a milkshake, I was berating myself the rest of the day. So it was just this really unhealthy balance of if I'm not perfect, yeah. then I'm not worthy. You know, and then it's um, crazy because what is our definition of perfect, right? It's the story right, we make up right. in our own mind. 
Right. And like, and, that, and that's exactly true. You know, perfection. And I, um, I studied Brene Brown's work for a little while, which mm. really just hit home for me. Um, and she talks a lot about the relationship between perfection and shame. Yeah. And, and I had always identified as perfectionist, almost like it was like a badge of honor, you know, like, mm. oh, I do everything perfect, blah, blah, blah. But what that does is like, it really sets you up to be in pain all the time. All the time. It, and so yeah, it hard on yourself. Right. Because if it doesn't, something doesn't pan out. It's like, oh, I wasn't perfect enough. I didn't do enough for, for this to work out. Like it's my fault rather than just like showing up as yourself, like being a human. Right. And then saying whatever pans out, pans out. And I did my best. You know, I didn't even know what that was, like how to yeah, live like that. It's such but, a, such a room for growth right there because I, I totally feel, I feel that and I totally relate with what you're saying. And, and for me, I agree. I was in the same way too. I don't know if I was necessarily trying to be perfect, but I was trying to be like cookie cutter, what I saw right. on Instagram and what I saw in magazines. And if I didn't eat exactly what I saw, then I would get angry at myself. And then what happens is that anger makes you go into like this downward spiral. And then I was just like, fuck it. And I ate yeah. everything. And that's when yeah. the vicious start. And it's vicious. Yeah. Oh, it's, vicious it's awful. Mm. And then you get up and you smile the next day like nothing happened, right? Mm -hmm. Like you put on this front of, of no one needs to know what I, that I binged last night. Or no mm. one needs to know that I'm going through this struggle and this pain because you think it's just you. Yeah. Ladies, if, you're, if, you, if you understand what we're going through right now, know that this is real. It's real. Yeah. And it's so, <laughs> it's so possible to be able to work through it. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it, it was a 10 year struggle for me. If I'm yeah. going to be totally honest, it yeah. started for me, um, as early as like 10 years old, mm. like thinking I should be looking a certain way. And, um, it took, it was, I was in my twenties before I realized that my relationship with food was just wrong. Like it was just not a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you that because mm -hmm. I'm trying to like think back to like my 10 year old self and I'm trying to think about what it was that I thought was the problem because I don't think I realized that it was food. Right. 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 I, I thought it was me for the longest. I thought, I thought it was I me. Just had a problem. I'm big boned. Yeah. My body's this way. Like I just, there's no options. There's nothing I can do about it. I, I remember, oh my gosh, so like so vividly. I remember praying that I would be successful so that I could afford liposuction. Like, oh my god, that was why I wanted to be successful because I thought that that was the only. I had no idea. I had no idea that the food that I was eating was putting me in the situation where I was so uncomfortable in my body. Yeah. Don't you just have moments where you think of like your past self and you're like, oh girl, my heart goes out to yeah. you. Seriously. You know, you like want to go rescue her. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I love doing, doing something like the Beautifully Built podcast and yeah. because there, there was so many mentors that I could have used back then. So it's yeah. awesome to be able to be that light for somebody else. Yeah. And I think now in this day and age, you know, having access to all this communication and realizing that you can get help with it, that it's not just you. Cause yeah. I know when I was growing up, I didn't know that, you know, no. like I, I don't remember I just, anything. Yeah. I was like, if I just got like really skinny and fit, like everything would be perfect. Yeah. I that mean, my mom, my, I'm interested. My mom always wanted me to like go to therapy and stuff like that. And I don't oh, know if really? that was because of my like behavior with food or not, but I think that that was like the main problem solver back then was therapy and medication. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit more about how, like, so you said that was like around 10 years old and it went into your twenties, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just, yeah. was it kind of like yo-yo throughout those? Oh, days? constant okay. yo-yo. Yeah. Um, food was just like my way of coping, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I can say that now, like I can see that clearly now, but I didn't know that then, mm-hmm. you know, I just mm-hmm. knew that I was like so uncomfortable in my own skin that I just didn't know how to like act or be or to like expend that, that energy that was creating that feeling. Um, and I kept it a secret. My mom did not know. My mom did not know my struggles. Mm. Um, she, she just saw me like gaining weight and then losing weight and then gaining weight and then losing weight. And, um, and I think for her, like she thought that was normal because that's what she had done her whole life, which Mm -hmm. is probably why I did it, you know? Um, but it wasn't until I got, so I moved out of my mom's house. My parents are divorced. So I moved out of my mom's house at 15 and moved in with my dad. And that was like my first experience of like, not to harp on my mom, like my mom is wonderful, you know, and she, she's gone through her own things of figuring it out. But like, I moved in with my dad and my stepmom, and it was this like normalized eating pattern. Hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, this is what's, this this is is what it's like. Yeah. And so, um, we kind of had more of like a structured way of eating and, um, not so much focus on like what you look like and like how, you know, how you're presenting yourself to the world physically. Mm. And so, um, I think like just through being around that and then as I got older, understanding how food works in your body, yeah. that was really what saved me, like saved yes. my life. You know, I would I just, totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Like I, well, so I really got into, it really is, you yeah. know, and it's when you get down to it, that's why I'm not, um, I'm not a big believer in like cutting out entire food groups, you know yes, what I mean? Like, um, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not big on the keto and, and like, I understand it works well for some people and like everyone's body is different, you yeah. know, but like at the end of the day, like your body needs carbs. Like your body carbs are for like your happiness needs carbs. You know, your brain, your brain will like yeah, just to function. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I started really studying nutrition and understanding. Okay, this protein does this for my body. Carbs do this for my body. You know, and uh, and I started really getting into fitness. This was in my early twenties. Still having that, like, if I didn't work out, I felt really bad about myself. Mm-hmm. Thing yeah. happening. Yeah. But understanding more. Interesting and more, how like, that like connects with fitness too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Um, and then it was as I just started progressing with that more and more. It was like I just started to get more balanced. You know, like I just started understanding that my body has certain needs Mm -hmm. and that if I don't give it what it needs, then Mm -hmm. it's going to be all out of whack. Like you've got to come understand like your body is smarter than you are. (laughs) It knows what it's doing and it knows how to heal and it will perform to whatever you're giving it. So if you're loading it with junk and crap, like, yeah, you're going to feel like shit. Right. But if you're giving it like this proper balance of food, you're going to have higher energy. I know um, my roommate that lived with me at the time, she grew up in the opposite household where they like had ice cream for dinner every night, like mm-hmm. never thought about nutrition. And every, when she would come home and she'd be like, oh, I have such a headache. Like, I'm just so moody. My first question to her was, well, what did you eat today? Yes. Right. Because people don't realize that how plays much. That's a huge role. Yeah. Yeah. What you put in your body affects everything. And um, 
as I, as I started learning more and more and more, my diet got cleaner and cleaner. And it wasn't this struggle of like willpower. It was like, I now know what happens in my body. So I know if I eat that candy bar, I'm going to probably feel like shit for the next two hours. Yeah. And it was like making that decision, not like a, oh, it really tastes good. I really am craving that and I want it. It was like, okay, relating it to how do I feel after? And plus, I don't like that like gritty feeling on your teeth. That like holds me back all the time. <laughs> That's a, I love that you're sharing this because really taking the responsibility to educate yourself. Yeah. It's, it's not something that's just handed to us, unfortunately. Right. I still have a huge issue with like education for, for like middle school, high school, because it's crazy that nutrition isn't like a core foundation. Wouldn't it change the world? It it would change the world. And unfortunately it takes our own responsibility to be curious and to actually educate ourselves. People don't know. They really don't realize, you know, I, I, I'm like a, I am who I am in every environment. So I mm-hmm. talk about this stuff at my corporate job all the time. Yes. I love and that. Raise yeah, the awareness. Right. Well, and it's just that people just seriously don't know. They don't even think about it past the fact of like, I'm hungry, let's eat. Like they don't yeah. think about it mm-hmm. because it's not been part of the education or they weren't raised with it or you know, whatever. It's just never been like a priority for them to learn about it. I was just reading a book by Deepak Chopra. And he goes. I saw him live here. Ooh, that That was so awesome. He just breaks it down so simply, right? Like, we forget that there's so many trillions of cells in our bodies, and our cells are constantly being reproduced. And the only way your cells are being reproduced is by the food that you put in your body. So, if you're putting in shit into your body all the time, that's what your cells are reproducing. And it's just like, oh, no wonder you're tired. No wonder you don't have energy. You know, the reason why I'm so happy and positive all the time is because I focus on everything that goes into my body. Yeah. And then he even even broke it down even deeper than that. He started talking about what are your thoughts as you're eating? Mm. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Are you actually thinking positively as you consume or are you listening to trash TV? as you consume. Because as crazy as it sounds, what's going on in your head as you're fueling yourself is key to be thinking about. And so when he started saying that, I was like, holy shit. Half the time I feel like when I'm eating, I'm not even paying attention to the fact that I'm eating. So his, his recommendation is that when you eat, make it a sacred time where you're actually thinking about fueling your body and nourishing your body with your mind as you're physically eating. I love that. Isn't that so powerful? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I tell my girls all the time, like if, if you want a brownie, eat that brownie, but Mm -hmm. line up with it, line up with the decision to do it, eat it. And then don't think about it again. Don't berate yourself the rest of the day because it's your, your mind controls your body, you know, controls the cells. Like what you think has so much to do with what's happening inside of your body. There's nothing positive going to come from guilt. No, oh, like the most <laughs> useless emotion ever. <laughs> like learn from it, move on. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. what I always tell people too is earn it, right? right? Like if you want that brownie, do something for yourself to earn it. So yeah. you know, it depends where you're coming from. Maybe that's fitness. Maybe you do a workout to earn it. Or maybe you're serious about your career or your job. Do a huge task on your to-do list to earn it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I've gotten to a place now where, you know, like you, you, and you hear it all the time, like people talking about like, oh, I should eat this or I shouldn't eat that or da 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 or whatever. I've gotten to such a place that I'm just so, you know, by the grace of God, just so grateful for that I don't think about what I eat that much all the time. You know, it's not like, it's not this running thing with me Mm. like it used to be, you know, it used my life centered around it. Right. And now it's like, I don't tell myself I can't have anything. I don't have this like rule of, okay, that's, I can't have that. But what I do have is I don't eat that. Yeah. It's not that I can't, like I have the choice. I can yeah, do I just it don't. if I yeah. want to. I just don't. Like yeah. that's just not like in my in my realm of, of the world of things that I want to eat. Like, like I'm just not gonna pull up to the drive thru. I just don't do pulling up to I the drive thru is just something that I don't do. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's like a real power in that of saying like I don't, not like yeah. I can't, no, but I switching can't. it out for I don't. Yeah, do switching the wording. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just, it it all comes back to the education of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't eat that because one, fast food, whatever. I don't know what's in that shit. Like I'm very big on eating um, like all natural. I don't do Mm -hmm. artificial ingredients. Mm -hmm. I don't do like, if I don't know what it is, it's not going in my body. So would you consider yourself to be more of an intuitive eater now? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So tell, tell the listeners, how would you describe intuitive eating? So intuitive eating to me is, so I don't eat a whole lot of meat, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that, and that's a new occurrence. That's, mm-hmm. I think that comes from to just wherever you're at in your life. Like I'm, I'm getting more and more spiritual, like by the minute and yeah, I by the minute, I love I'm it. telling you, like, I can't separate the animal from the meat anymore. Yeah. Like I yeah. just, you know what I mean? I just see the animal, but, um, that's not to say like, if I'm craving it, if I'm mm-hmm. feeling this intense craving for a burger or for chicken, that's me saying my body telling me this yeah. is what you need right now, yeah. you know? And it's, there's a difference between your mind craving something and your body craving something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I remember at one point I had like a practice where if I would start to crave something, I would literally ask my, my body, like I would ask my, my stomach, like, that's is that awesome. what you want? <laughs> is, is that, that what, you want? what you want yeah. or am I just like you know am I tired and I'm reaching for sugar or you know am I just like emotional and I'm wanting like chocolate or something you know like I, I would love literally ask you're my body slowing down like you're slowing yeah. down in this busy chaotic life enough to ask yourself and have that conversation with yourself because you I think to. that's something people skip right over is they're mm-hmm. so in the rat race that they're just like ah, I don't have any time I'm just gonna eat this yeah. Yeah. Slow and well, what's interesting is like, that's a perpetual cycle, right? So you're not going to, if you live in that state of, oh my gosh, I never have enough time. Like I'm in the rat race. It's going, 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 going. The only thing that is going to change that is you deciding to slow yeah. down. Like the yeah. world is not slowing down no. for you. <laughs> yeah. If anything, yeah. life just gets more chaotic. It really is up to you. Yeah. And like you set the pace for your life. I think a lot of people don't realize that is, yeah, like the world is, is spinning and crazy. You get to choose what you want to mm-hmm. live in. You get to choose your own pace. Oh my gosh. So many nuggets to. right now. So <laughs> many nuggets. <laughs> I was just going to com- um, connect back to what you were saying with choosing your wording. Cause I really loved mm-hmm. how you said that because yeah. that's something I really pay attention to is choosing my wording, how I like to speak about things. So when people are saying to me, I don't have time, choose your wording mm. seriously. Mm-hmm. Because 
it's it, you're telling yourself that you don't have time. So yeah, of course you're going to believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you're going back to like your thoughts create your life. Your words are the most powerful thing that you have to create your life. Yeah. So whatever you're saying, you're putting out into the universe to create what's around you. Yeah. Even you if say, it's just in your mind, even if you're not saying it out loud, you got to think about what it is, the words that yeah. you're using. Yeah. And if you want to go back to like your body and weight loss, if you're saying, I just look at food and I gain weight, or I just can't lose weight, like what do you think you're telling yourselves, mm -hmm. right? You're setting yourself up to, to be stuck right there. So you yeah. can start, even if like, you don't, you don't want to start working out tomorrow. You don't want to go on a diet tomorrow. If you just change your wording, change what you're thinking about yourself and saying like, oh, okay, I have a healthy body. My body is performing exactly how it should. You know, the things I eat are nourishing my body. Like just saying those things will create a huge, huge difference. I'm literally smiling ear from ear <laughs> here right now. Seriously. <sighs> Just the way you speak to yourself will make such an impact in your life. Mm -hmm. And this totally. is so important for any of you listening that are moms. Like we started this whole oh, conversation yeah. talking about childhood, right? You are such a huge role model in your kids' lives right now. Mm -hmm. So how are you talking to yourself? How are you talking to your kids? And how are you duplicating that into their lives? Yeah, going back to slowing down, right? As a mom, like crazy, crazy busy life, right? And you think like you're just going about your day. Like your kids are taking in everything, everything. you're doing consciously everything. or subconsciously, yeah. right? Like they, they notice and, mm -hmm. um, it's, and then you become an adult and you have to break down those subconscious beliefs, right? You have to go back and see like, okay, this triggered me here, you know, and this is what set this belief up. You know, you have to go back and break it down. So, I mean, as a mom, it's so important and, and I'm not a mom, so I don't want to like Me tell either. people how yeah. to parent, you know, yeah. but I can just like, from my, my experience as a child, it is so important to be conscious about what you're doing in your everyday life. Yeah. Cause it really does. It it's, it's going to turn up in their life eventually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's good and bad, right? Like everything is a lesson for ourselves, you know? Yeah. So whatever you do go through is only going to help to create you as a stronger human, like later mm -hmm. in life. Um, but everything that you can do to like create that connection in the beginning where you can explain things in a way that is easier to, to process and break down later in life, yeah. it, it's only just going to benefit you. <laughs> so you've already told us so, so many different ways that this has made an impact on your life, but mm -hmm. how has like this transition, this mental shift made an impact on your life now? Oh, everything everything. I can tell you, I was so self-conscious that like, I wouldn't even go and like spark conversations with people. Yeah. Right. And it was, I was never obese. Okay. I was just like maybe, you know, 10, 15 pounds overweight, but mm -hmm. I would, the way that I saw myself was like, I'm gross. Like, why would anybody want to be friends with me? Why would they want to talk to me? You know, it was just this like space of total self-loathing. Yeah. Oh, and I really hate to say that, but it yeah, was. But it that was... really is the, the the best way to paint the picture for people because it is. It's that self-loathing. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like you, it's almost like logically, you know, it's crazy, but you just, it's just what you're feeling inside. And that holds you back in so many ways, right? So if you're feeling that and you think, oh, if I just work out enough, if I just diet enough, then this feeling will go away. No. 
no, like that's mm-hmm. not how it works. You know, coming from such a pl- place of lack, like you, you're not doing enough. You're not doing good enough. You're not working out enough. That place of lack just sets you up for stress. Yeah. Well, yeah. and more lack, right? Yeah. Because then what happens, which is exactly what happened to me, I got super fit, right? I, but I was working out six days a week, three hours a day. I was doing this obsessive workout, mm-hmm. looked phenomenal, still so unhappy and so uncomfortable in my own Not fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. The workout is not what does it. The workout can aid to it, you know, and it it almost becomes this like chicken and an egg thing. Mm -hmm. But if you don't deal with the feelings that are going on inside of you, that self-love, like finding that root of, of who you are and loving that little girl in there, the workouts won't You'll, you'll look great on the outside, but then on the inside, you'll still be that like scared little girl that doesn't want to go mm. out and talk to people because you think you don't, you're not good enough. Yeah. I always like to say it's the missing piece to the puzzle that so many people work. are just, if you're skipping the inner work, no matter how good you think you look, it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to make you happy. You're not going to be fulfilled. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you this, like once you do that inner work, like, and, it, and it's perpetual, right? Like it's ongoing. Your, your work never stops nope. in life. <laughs> um, but once you start to do it and you feel that ease in yourself where you can breathe again, finally, the workouts, the diet, dieting, whatever you eat, all of that gets so much easier yeah. because you're not pushing yourself to do it. You know, mm. you're just, you're doing it because you have this love for your body. You have this love for your mind and you know that it's going to benefit you. You know, it's yeah. not this, you're, you're not working against something. You're working for something. Yes. You're in so much more alignment. Yes. Oh, alignment. I love that word. <laughs> I do too. I love that word. It's like even the word feels good. I know. It just feels mm. right. It feels so good. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even know what to say because that's just, I just want to like let that seep in because yeah. so many people just, they put so much pressure on themselves all the time. And the pressure is what knocks you off of loving yourself. Yeah. When you're when you're under this stress and this pain all the time, how are you ever going to break through the layers of your soul to really find that self-love? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pain plus pain does not equal love, right? Wow. No. <laughs> right? You know, you've got, you've got to break, you've got to get down. I always call it, you've got to like go through the ugly, like get that ugly shit out of you that you haven't dealt with. You know, those like suppressed harbored emotions that you've carried with yourself for so long. You've got to deal with them, let them surface, come out to be healed. And then, and then it's done. Right. Like you, I always tell people like you only have to deal with it one really hard time, right? Like that you, you might like boo hoo, like panic attack, cry in that moment. Mm -hmm. But like once it's done, it's done. Yeah, and then once you, you bring it to it light, yeah, you bring it yeah. to light and then you can move forward. But if you try to move forward without bringing it to light, it's just going to keep popping back up. Right, right. right. There's like, not enough action in the world that can, that can heal it without yeah. doing that kind of work. Yeah. So let's chat a little bit about some, some maybe some practices that you do or, or how, how do you actually do this work? How can we give the listeners some advice to get started on this deep soul searching? Yeah, so I actually just finished writing a book about this. Yeah, no not way. published or anything yet. Oh, it's I can't my wait. My first book, it's like my baby. That um, is so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. So, but the the first chapter in it talks about making peace with your past, and, and it's 
writing out all of those stories that like, we all have those, you know, those memories that just stay with you forever. Those ones Mm -hmm. that just for whatever reason, you don't totally understand it, but they're with you forever. So from what I've learned, um, anytime that you have an intense emotion associated with um, something that happens, those are the memories that stay with you. Mm-hmm. And anytime you have an intense emotion, it makes almost like this, um, like this chink in your armor. It, it is with you forever until it is totally processed. So that's why like, mm-hmm. you know, you have these happy moments and, and they're like fleeting, right? They go by very easily, but then mm-hmm. you have these really intense emotional ones. That cling that on. Cling yeah. on because you don't want to deal with it. You don't yeah. let it fully process out, right? Because so it hurts. Stop or, it. Yeah. It mm-hmm. might make some, you have to change or something that we don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. you got to really like face yourself, right? Um, so in the book, I ask, I ask people to really dive deep and like get vulnerable with yourself, right? You've got to be willing to go there in order for it to come up and then like release out of you. So Mm -hmm. the way that you can know if you have these moments or you have these things living within your body, how often do you get triggered? How often do you get your feelings hurt? How often do people piss you off? Like just on a whim, if that's happening for you, you've got, you've got these living inside of you that need to come out and and be dealt with. So that was a big part of it. And a lot of it had to do with like feeling bad about myself as a kid, you know, like how did, how did that set up? Why did I not feel like I was good enough? And um, I figured out, like, I have been shame-based my whole life, which just means that if I, I'm only going to present to you the perfect side, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I did my entire life. I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk to you about, like, the things that I feel like I did that were wrong or whatever. Like, for example, if I, um, as a kid, I broke something or, you know what I mean? Like, just do, like, stupid something, kid yeah. stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would hide it because yeah. I was terrified that if I showed what I did to someone you're not, else, yeah, you're not like your idea of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I won't be loved. I'm not good enough or, oh. or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know exactly where that came from because that's, that goes back to my earliest, earliest memories, you mm-hmm. know? So maybe it's just karma that I was born into this life with. I'm not really sure, but I was just going to say this yeah. is really deep, but I was going to say maybe past life. You, you just, you just don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, and it's, who knows? But um, I know once I realized that, I felt this <sighs> like this just release of like, you oh my breathe god, at a deeper level. Yeah. yeah, like I've done this to myself my whole life. Like, yeah. oh, and then you just think about that little girl, and you're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but realizing that, I can now go into my current world, speaking that shame, and it's not like. Um, saying, oh, I'm used to be shame-based or blah, blah, blah. It's like, if you, if you fuck up something, just talk about it like immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Like get it out. Don't Mm -hmm. hide it because when you hide what you do, you're hiding who you are. Right. And we do not. You can almost be like empowered from it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And And then it totally is. And then you start realizing like, oh, if I just talk about what's happening with me, other people relate to you for one, because you're showing your humanity. You know, that's, that's just a big, that's a big, uh, push for me in this world is just to like get people to show their humanity. Like, let's just connect as humans again. You know? I love it. What yeah. a great mission. Yeah. Um, but practices, I'm really big on meditation. Okay. That's great. 
I do that. That's one of my like non-negotiables. Yeah. So do you recommend for people starting to do like something guided or how do you? I do guided. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to. I love guided. I I do too. I used to sit, you know, sit and like no music, nothing. Um, And sometimes it worked and sometimes I was making a to-do list in my head. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But when I put on the guided, like I go deep. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love it. Um, Me too. And it just kind of like sets the tone for my day, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a writer, like I already said. So if I'm ever going through anything, I just, I write it out. Like that's where I get my answers. That's where I get like my downloads it's just through writing. So I think, I think <laughs> it's just get honest with yourself. You know, that at the end of the day, that's what it is. Get honest with yourself. That's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. yeah. Like if it hurts, feel it, let it hurt. And then like understand it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love journaling too. I'm such a big journaler. I just feel like, and it it doesn't even have to be something that you go back and read again. That's fine. You don't want to read it again. You don't have to read it. I don't go back and read my journals over and over, but it's just, it's just getting it out on paper and just having a conversation with it yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just getting it out of one of, um, uh, I do, uh, it's called landmark. I do. uh, Yeah. I love landmark. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the guys the other day, he said, um, okay, I'm going to write it down because I want to get it into existence as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because it was like, oh my gosh, because it's swirling in your head, right? Like get it out, out, get it into existence. It's almost like you're transferring that energy from your mm-hmm. mind onto the piece of paper so yeah. that you can like be calm again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have more space in your mind for new knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I remember one night I was doing that. I was like, I don't know what was going on, probably something with work, but it was like over and over and over in my head. And I'm like trying to solve it. And I think I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I wrote it all down. Good for you. I can't sleep. I need to get this (laughs) off my mind. Good for you. Yeah. And I wrote it all out. And then I like, I significantly felt better after because it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's it's out. It's out of my head. I can deal Mm -hmm. with it later. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you ever done any mirror work? No. I mean, like mm-hmm. I've, I've read Louise Hayes and, yep. and um, mm-hmm. I've looked at myself in the mirror and I've said, I love you, you know, yeah. um, but not like It's so funny that we're having this conversation today because I did a Snapchat slash Instagram story on this this morning because I was actually doing mirror work and I was like, huh, maybe I should share this. Because yeah, I would love it, to know more about it. So it's so uncomfortable. It really is. It's it's weird looking at yourself. I actually have a mirror right here, and when I'm doing solo podcast episodes, I look at myself a lot. But yeah. it's literally getting to know yourself in the mirror. So saying mm. affirmations or having that conversation. So it's a little bit different than journaling, right? It's if you know if you're more of a visual person, maybe you'll like it. But you look at yourself and you have a conversation with yourself. You talk about your plans. You talk about your goals. You talk mm. about you know I love like the things that I'm proud of. I have this um, tattoo on my wrist that says "addicted to proud," and it's like my little Ooh. motto. I'm addicted to making myself proud. So when oh, I have those I moments, that. I talk to myself. But the key is, is to actually look at yourself. It's powerful. That's so interesting that you said that you're addicted to proud. I recently discovered that proud was a trigger word for me. Mm. It's so funny. Um, Does it light you up? Like how does it just make you feel? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Really? Let's talk about that. I'd love to. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, as you, as you start to do more and more inner work, you start paying a lot more attention to like when you get triggered, you're like, okay, what's, what's happening here? You know? Um, 
my boyfriend would always say, I'm so proud of you. Like, because, you know, I do a lot and my accomplishments that I have. And like, when I finish the book, he's like, I'm so proud of you. And it would trigger me like in a, like, Oh, I don't like it. You know? Ah, Right. Weird. Um, so I journaled about it and I was like, why does this bother me? Like, what is this? And what I figured out was I never allow myself to be proud of myself. Mm. I'm always like, like, I'm like going to the next level. Like, okay, good. I did that. What's next? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I was not allowing myself to revel in like the, you did something really great. I'm proud of me. Yeah. That was just not in my vocabulary. Wow. And um, yeah. And it was through him saying it that I was like, oh, so then it became one of my mottos of like, I need to be, I need to find that space of being proud of myself and like allow that, like allow that in. It was almost like I thought if I would, if I was proud of myself, then I would like get comfortable and I wouldn't do the next thing. But I was like, how silly is that? You know? Yeah. It's Um, funny the stories that we, we, we tell ourselves, even some cops. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it all goes back to like, where are you triggered? If you're yeah. triggered, you have a subconscious belief that is not serving you. Yeah. You oh, so this down. will be good for you then. Then you should try the mirror work with telling yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it. it's funny. Sometimes it's in a, sometimes I do the mirror work in a full length mirror. Sometimes it's mm. a tiny mirror. Sometimes it's even my rear view mirror, like in the car, right? It's just, it's that connection with your eyes. And if you have shame around your body and stuff like that too, I definitely suggest sitting in a full length mirror until you're comfortable looking at yourself. Yeah. It's deep, but it's been. No, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, You just reminded me of of a practice I used to do when I was, you know, navigating this like comfortability with Mm -hmm. my body. Yeah. Um, I used to picture my body like, uh, like it was my pet. So like it was outside of me, right? Like separate from me. Um, And I related it to like, you're not going to stuff food down your pet's mouth. You know, you're not Mm -hmm. going to like overfeed them or you wouldn't feed them, you know, a bunch of crap all day long or whatever. So I started relating it to that of my body is like a pet I have to take care of. Take care of. Wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard about a few different like, like trains of thought to like how you talk to yourself and talk your way through things. I really like that one as a pet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's all about like just what works for you, what makes sense in your mind, you know? Um, But at the end of the day, like if you're, if you're going through these body struggles, like you've got to just keep, keep in mind that there, there is a possibility of living where you're totally comfortable. Like Mm -hmm. that is possible for you. I think that's, that's the biggest things to, to have that open up in your mind of mm. this is a possible way of living for me where I don't have to be uncomfortable around food. I don't have mm-hmm. to plan out, you know, oh gosh, I'm, you know, going out tonight. Like, how am I going to navigate my way around the food? Or I'm going to a wedding, you know, like, how am I going to like have self-control? Like, it is possible to be in all those environments where mm. you are comfortable with what's around you. And I think it's also important to remember that it can happen soon. It can happen soon soon if you're willing to put the work in, you know. I think both of us are sitting here trying to tell you that it doesn't have to take 10 years. We just decided to take the slow route. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could have gotten like, you know, more or figured it out sooner, you know, like maybe my first year of high school would have been better. Right. (laughs) 
but hey, it wouldn't have led us to where we are today. So we've got to be grateful exactly. of our journey. Yeah. Sure. But seriously, sure. like if you're willing to take the advice, to work with that coach, to invest in yourself, to do the research, it doesn't have to take long. You can get to this comfortable space soon. Oh yeah. And if you, yeah, you're a coach is your quickest route to anything mm -hmm. because it's just having somebody like we get in our own heads too much, you know, mm -hmm. and if you can have somebody that's on the outside being able to, to help you navigate through those thoughts of what you've, you've been going through and like help you navigate, like how to do it in the future. Like I'm so I have a fitness coach that I just, I'm, I'm almost spoiled now. Right. Because like, I don't want to work out without him. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but it's, it is the best way to do it because we'll, we'll, we'll create so many excuses and stories as to why we can't. And it's the best way to have somebody like outside of you saying like, here, here's where you're blocking. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to work on. You know, like they can see you more clearly than you can see yourself. Yeah, that's for sure. I feel like my, my main, my main job as a coach is to try to get people to stop being so damn hard on themselves. Oh yeah. I think that's Gosh. like my mission as a coach, especially recently, just take some of the pressure off yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It all goes back to self-love, right? Yeah. If you can find that love within yourself, then you stop like putting that pressure on of like, oh, I have to be like this, right? Yeah. That it's, you know, it's good to have like motivation, but nobody can live like that forever. No. You know? definitely not a healthy, definitely not a healthy situation to think that you have to live like that forever. Yeah. Right. And then like, it, it like sets you up to make you feel like it's impossible. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, I can't like, I can't work out six days a week, three hours a day forever. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's not possible. So why am I going to do it at all? You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you create these scenarios where it's like you, you almost make it impossible for yourself. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be like that. Like you can work out three days a week for 30 minutes. And that's better than just like giving it up totally. Yeah, for sure. Over, over straining yourself. Mm. Oh my gosh, Marley, this has been such a powerful I conversation. Loved it. Seriously. So um, before we kind of like wrap things up, where can the listeners connect with you? Cause I know they're going to want to connect with you. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Um, it's just my name, Marley Ansel. I'm on Facebook, just my name, Marley Ansel. Um, that's, that's really it. I'll definitely put those links in the show notes so that people can easily find you and connect with you. Yeah, totally. I'd love yeah. that. So before we wrap up, what is some advice that you can leave the listeners with? Um, I would say, everything that you feel like is a struggle in your life can be resolved by going within and figuring out what's going on with you inside. Mm -hmm. There, there is nothing outside of our control that we can't figure out, okay, what, what is showing up for me and how am I showing up for it? You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's all, it's all about you. Like this world is created for us to like live and grow and be better humans. You can't control outside circumstances, but you can control like what's going on inside of you. Mm. And I think that's what makes your life worth living. Yeah. Wow. I love the common theme. Just slow down, slow, slow down, down. Slow get down. to know yourself a little bit better. Love yeah. yourself. Not that serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how it transforms your entire life. Yeah. And we're all learning, you know, it's nobody's perfect. Yeah. I think that's what we think. We tend to think that, we're a work in progress and everyone else is complete, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, no, we're all work in progress. That is so true. 
<laughs> even Oprah, guys. Even Oprah. Even Oprah. <laughs> Oh. oh, thank you so much, Marley, for coming on and sharing your heart yeah. so openly with us. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I really love it. Thank you. Yeah, of course.